Friday. Yesterday I was wearing my Thirsty Thursday t-shirt. So sometimes we come out on Thursday, sometimes we come out on Friday. So I was prepared for work yesterday, but good to be here on a Friday. This is like a down day for me, which is a good day. Not too much going on here at the, the old TC uh, in the Wilmington DE today. Nice. You were prepared for work. Or are you calling our podcast work? You were prepared for that? No, I worked this morning. I worked this morning and I am just here to do a little work this afternoon. And I got to be here tomorrow morning early, but it Friday is a nice down day for me. Nice relaxing day here. Um, a little chilly out, to be honest. Yeah. This is over at the Concord Mall with my mom, who's in the background here. She's uh, listening to the classical music as we as we do this. But I got to tell you, Concord Mall is uh, one of the most depressing places I've ever been to these days. Man, it used to be the uh, apex of childhood, right? Of, of coolness yeah. in high school. And now, and even before high school, when we used to spend our time in the arcades and we were clearly the coolest nerds on the block. But Oh, come on. What are you going to do? What was, that, what was that arcade called? Showcase? I, that I don't know. Maybe someone out there remembers it. Or that, that after I could do a search on I could do a search on uh, Google and Showtime or Showcase or something. Yeah. Maybe Showtime. What's that over your shoulder? What is that? Is that a is that a uh, box of raisins? What is I, that? I, I will say. Oh, that's a clock full of a chock full of nuts. Oh, good for you. That uh, goes out to my uh, one of my favorite tutors here. The other Eric Eric U Eric Ilmanis, who drinks about three cups of coffee in in an hour, which is probably not a good thing for you. Um, but he, he loves to drink a lot of coffee. I'm not a coffee guy personally. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of people that do like coffee. That's, there's a reason why Starbucks is so, uh, I swear if you go to Las Vegas, I think every two feet you'll run into a Starbucks. So yeah. on the uh, street, there are so many a Vegas show one time. I like your lights too, by the way. Yeah. So, so yes, those are not authentic. Like they're not here. I am going to be putting some lights up. I did decorate the place, but um, this is a video filter, I guess. And uh, yeah, the Festival of Lights is coming up here right after Thanksgiving. I think it's early this year. It's November 29th. Um, so yeah, it should be a good holiday. Uh, it's early this year. Uh, hopefully it'll be better than when the cold weather comes, which, you know, it was beautiful yesterday. Today it's cold. So go figure. So. Go figure. And you, my friend, have a big birthday coming up before Thanksgiving yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. And so that is very exciting. How are you celebrating your birthday? I think I might go up to Philly and go see the Museum of the American Revolution, which if you've not been there, I highly recommend it. This will be my second time going there. Really like it. Um, and then maybe getting some food out as well. But nothing. I believe that me that museum is that on Third Street. Yeah, it's the brand yeah, new one. That, that was cool. the one that was it was being built when I lived there, and we were so bummed that we weren't going to be there when it opened because it looked it's awesome. absolutely gorgeous. The construction is gorgeous. I think that place must have cost a fortune. Yeah, we we watched that. Place. What was there before it? I mean, because 
I couldn't imagine you being able to build a museum in old, it's old city, right? It's old city, yeah, it's on third and, gosh, man, how quickly I forget the name of the streets. Cherry? Is that, no, 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 not Cherry. It's uh, like there's just so much property available in the area. That's why I was surprised that you could build something like that in this yeah. day and age in old I city. Think it, no, it's, it was third and Walnut, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So, um, or maybe Walnut was one more. I can't remember. But anyway, it was literally, we, we lived in an alley and you walk out the alley by Amada. Right is there. Amada still there? Is Amada still there, that restaurant? Uh, probably is. I, I don't know. Anyway, it was right, and it, that museum was right there. I can't remember what was there before. It was some uh, old vacant building, I believe. So I, we weren't there when there was actual uh, life in that building. So now, now it's got anyway, a lot of life, wonderful gift store. Um, I mean, I don't have any room to put anything anyways, but they have like this very cool collection of uh, colonial, uh, you know, American Revolutionary War weapons, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Cause I used to be really into that more now more into world war II, Vietnam war type stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward. I think it's just a good excuse to be able to get away for a day. I'm going to take off from work on Tuesday. Cause we're, we're only here Monday and Tuesday next week. Um, yeah. So, and then Wednesday we're closed. The kids are off. I mean, this is crazy. No school next week. Public school is up here. Yeah, we have a full, my kids are finished up, just finished up right before I hopped on the show. So yeah. they're done for the whole week. I think I may send them to soccer camp though. Uh, I next think week. that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> for a couple of days. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Uh, dude, and so we'll talk at the end of the show about Thanksgiving and all that good yeah. stuff. But before we get started, I do have to get something off my chest. Uh, right before we got on, um, heard the news about that toad turd in wisconsin i don't even want to say his name yeah yeah i just found out about that at lunch today i right yeah i yeah if you go somewhere with a he, he said that he wanted to go there to help provide first aid provide first aid and protect the the property right because of go, course he's training to be a nurse i mean that's actually who we need to be a nurse Right. And clear, well, clearly he's not a brain surgeon because you go into a hostile environment carrying an AK-15, right? Like AR-15. AR-15, sorry, sorry. An AR-15, yeah. So anyway, if you think, and I don't care if this alienates all five of our listeners, but if you think that racism does not exist in this country, if you think privilege does not exist in this country, you're part of the problem. And that's all I'm going to say. Like this was disgusting. What yeah. happened? Yeah. And all of this and just a lot of the stuff that we are hearing down here about the Arbery case. Right. Let's hope that uh, justice is served. That's there's um, there's three cases that are going on. There was that case. There was the Arbery case. And then there is a civil suit going on right now in Charlottesville, Virginia, against some of the, the people that instigated, you know, the 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 violence and that car accident in which Heather Heyer was killed. So there's there were these three cases going on, you know, with the with the situation. And I'm going to say his name, Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't really care because it's not going to make him a cold hero to me. And if you you like to look at him, this is someone that they didn't ask this person to cross state boundaries with a gun. No one asked this person to be there. No one deputized this person to be there. The police did not want you there. I don't condone rioting in any way whatsoever. I want to put that out. 
but no one asked you to go there. And by you putting yourself there with an AR-15, a situation was going to happen. If you had just stood there without a gun, you probably would have been fine and no one would have been shot and killed. Right. Well, two people were shot and killed, right? Three people. Right. And one person is permanently injured. He was shot right. in his arm. Uh, Rosenbaum was killed. And I forget what the other gentleman's name. And granted, he came at him with a gun. Yeah, I would have come at him with a gun anyways, because the guy was shooting at people. And I also think it's important to think about motive. And I know right in the moment, you can't think about motive, but the people that were at this, so he went to calm the peace or whatever the hell, right, protect right. the property, be a medic, whatever the freaky said he was going to do, which is ridiculous. But um, these people that were there protesting were protesting the fact that police used unreasonable force on Jacob right. Blake and killing him in the first place, right? So the well, people- No, this were, person actually wasn't killed. He was, he was wounded. No, I know, but there were two people that were killed, right? Right, so, right. There so were my, my point is these people are protesting the violence that occurred. So all right. of a sudden, this guy who has a AK or AR-15 is all of a sudden thinking he's fearing for his life. Like, again, I, I like- Again, no one asked him to be there. And his mother no has been presented him as a hero. And the fact of the matter is they allowed their, their underage child to have access to an AR-15, which in itself was a crime because he crossed state boundaries as a minor with an AR-15. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. And I, as I've learned, as I've gotten older, if you don't speak out, then you're not part of the solution. And um, it's important. And, you know, I just think, you know, karma will eventually come around. Whatever. I hope you're right, because he's become uh, a hero for the right. And that in itself, okay. it should have never become politicized. Again, that's sort of why I've checked out a little bit of politics. And I know that's not the right answer because I've become so frustrated. Your vaccine shouldn't, COVID should not be a political issue. Uh, riots should not, uh, riots and demonstrations on violence by police should not be a black or white or a political issue. It shouldn't be, and it's ridiculous. And what's happening is people are getting burnt out. Um, and, and that's my major, you know, my major, thoughts on that. I am so burnt out on politics these days. Yep. And, and I know that's not a good answer because I know I'm going to give, I hate to tell my friends on the left, but it is going to be a horrible 2022. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah. And I think you probably know that that's coming and, uh, and it's yep. going to be a very sad day. I, I, I'm saying that there is going to be a loss in the Congress like you haven't seen in quite some time. And that concerns me. Yep. The whole thing concerns me. And this has, you know, for some, and this, this is it. And then we got to get to sports, at least yes. for me, I'm done after this. But the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, we were born, we were raised, we believed. And at some point, I do believe this country was founded upon the belief of, of you know, hard work will get you places and, yeah. and we'll, we'll open doors for you. And what I've learned as I've gotten older is, I think some of that is true, but to a much lesser degree than I hoped it ever would be. And it is much more about the entitled. It is much more about the privileged. It is much more about the control and the, uh, the manipulation of those that either have power or have money. And sometimes those are the same things. Well, yeah. they, have, they have this ability to manipulate uh, the system and the situation. And um, 
you know, that that's really a hard pill to swallow, but that's, that's the reality as far as I see it. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, I think a lot of uh, this myth of being able to succeed, pull yourself by the bootstraps has been endemic in America since Ronald Reagan came into office and basically, you know, criticized uh, black women as saying that they're welfare queens and you can push yourself up by the bootstraps on $6 an hour or less back then. So, and then he also made ketchup a, a vegetable. So, I mean, you know, I think a lot of it goes back to the early eighties and the election of Ronald Reagan, because most people don't realize that Jimmy Carter actually was a rather conservative president, but people say, oh my God, he was a, he was a liberal. No, he actually was not a liberal. He was a Southern democratic conservative but unfortunately, we, we learn in history that, uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I say we move on, but I think it is important just to hit on this fact that like, look, if you don't want to hear politics, that's fine. But this is much bigger than politics. No, this is, this is much this bigger is than life. politics because this is, this is what people, Deal with it, people. I, so I once got into, you know, I was running for office and I was, I had to make an excuse for why I got along with Republicans because we grew up, it didn't really matter what party you were affiliated with. If you could be a friend with one another, it didn't matter. And I actually got basically castigated for that. And until that stops, until people marginalize and politicize themselves, we're not getting anywhere. And, and it just upsets me. Yep, uh, yep. And it ain't just from the left. No, so. no, no, it's from the right and the left. So yep. my attitude is the right is so out there that there's nothing we can do with them at this point. I hate to say it. So, you know, I have nothing to say about them that's positive. But then I have concerns on the left because we're the only sensible group. But then we got our own nutsos a little bit. Yeah. So it's sort of like they're already all, all gone anyways. Here we got a little bit. And I'm, I'm sort of in the center. I like to think I'm in the center on issues. So, yeah, I think it's just about being open minded. You know, yeah. you are who you are. I am who I am. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I wish there were more open minded people in this world. So, yeah. um, you know, we have experiences that have that have shaped us. Right. Yeah. And every but you got to respect where people come from. Yep. And you got to expect those. You got to respect those experiences, whether you agree with them, whether you align with them, whether you've experienced them, you got to respect that. And if you don't, then, you know, that's a problem. So. Let's move on, man. I'm, I agree. Let's, let's get... I thought you were going to start with Rich Paul's recent comments. Let's uh, dive into it. Let's dive yeah. into it. Let's dive right into the Sixers. I think we have a lot to cover on the Sixers. Well, did you did you watch the game last night? Did, were you able to access that game last yeah, night? Yeah, man, I watched that game. The good thing is when the Sixers go out west, the games are super late, but they're Is that on, on NBA TV. TV last night? Yeah, it was. It was. So I'm assuming what they did was they probably blocked out our local feed on NBA, and then it was on... Uh, um, NBC Sportsnet Philly. Yep. So you had the a la call or were you getting the Denver feed last night? Last night we got the Denver feed and it's so interesting to hear some of the other announcers. I actually enjoy it because the Hawks announcers are such homers. It's, it's like horrendous. And like the Boston announcers are like horrific to listen to. Who, who are the Nuggets announcers last night? I'm curious. I can't remember. I, 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 I tuned in late. I don't know. Maybe it was like Kiki Vandaway. I'm not sure. But uh, but uh, Pat Lever. Fat yeah. Lever was actually and, mentioned in a in a in a statistic or something last night of you know points or something Lafayette Fat Lever and and yeah. some of the they you know they had the coolest uniforms in the eighties the Nuggets they sure did man with the skyline and 
And yeah. I just sort of wish they, they have brought them back in their throwbacks. I think, you know, their city editions, but they should really stick with that permanently. Uh, Wait, who the Nuggets should? Yeah, yeah, they should go oh, back. Dude. And we haven't even spoken about the Sixers city well, edition. We, we can we, get into that because the okay. Sixers, I got, I mean, I'm wondering if they're about $130, but those, those jerseys are, are so cool. And since, I don't know if you know, we can talk about it now. They're doing a whole spectrum. Uh, so the floor is actually designed like the spectrum floor yeah, yeah. I for love the it. city editions. So it's absolutely cool. And, you know, Maybe. going to the spectrum as a kid, you know, you sort of get into this nostalgia. And of course, they're, you know, reminiscing about the 70s teams with Dr. J, George McGinnis, uh, Daryl mm -hmm. Dawkins. And Daryl Dawkins was there in the early 80s, too. Uh, Doug Collins. Doug Collins was Doug on Collins the was there. That's Caldwell uh, Jones was there. Caldwell Jones, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, God, this is bad. That was Mo Cheeks was drafted in when, 79? 78. He was 78. Yeah, was yeah, he was. So that, you know, he was on the championship team and only five years into the league. And he had been to the finals a couple of times. Lloyd he, B. Free was World on that. Lloyd B. Free. Team. World B. Yeah. Free, yeah. So, so the, 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 I guess they're called the City Edition jerseys. Yeah, City Edition. Yeah. I wish they would become their permanent jerseys. They're so sweet. They are very sweet. And it's funny because last year, speaking of Ben Simmons, they let Ben Simmons have the, the like, he, he helped choose the city edition uniforms. Remember the horrible Wait. boat row jerseys oh, of the Sixers? Like he had like final say on that, or that's the way it was made. This is a guy that's now hated by this team. Yeah. And, and, he, fans, and he hates this team. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So we've gone from not being mentally ready to play to now having severe mental health issues, or from what I understand from Rich Paul, who, as we know him as Mrs. Mr. Adele, he's Mr. Adele. Uh, he might be killing Adele's future concert sales in the Philadelphia area, Rich Paul, but he came out and said this, and of course, I don't know where to go with this, because now he, he is sort of suggesting he has mental health issues, uh, he better because otherwise he's he's crossing a, a boundary of acceptable behavior. Yep. Yeah. And uh, his mental health issues have been perpetuated um, by the Sixers handling of this because targeting. Uh, he used the word targeting. Yeah. So uh, Rich Paul says that either you think Ben's lying or you're trying to get the man help. And yeah. Everything that we know about this whole situation, first he asked for a trade, and and then then you start to hear about the mental health issues. At I think the end, all, at the end, we, after five yeah, other reasons, though. Right after five other reasons, and then we were all sympathetic to that for a few days, and then just stuff started coming out, um, you know, about him acting out, and yeah, man, it's uh, but. You know, listen, there, there are all these rumors. There was the Jeremy Grant rumor that just came out this week about, you know, Sixers trading for Jeremy Grant. Um, I think it was. And uh, a couple other players, because the, yeah, the money, I don't think, would money, add up. The, yeah. The money wouldn't. wouldn't add up in that. I think I, Kelly Olnick was in that rumor deal. And then a, a draft pick and Sadiq Bay, I think, was the other. But, you know, and then there was the Sixers have the list of 30, right? They're 30. Right, I heard that. I heard yeah. the, the list of 30. Um, I don't even know if there's 30 players. That I would think about trading in this league. Right, right. So, 
uh, it's interesting. And then, you know, the fact that, hey, buckle up your seatbelts because this is going to be a while. And the Sixers yeah. think this is could be like, you know, at least a year. Um, according I to insiders. Because I think that what we've seen with this five game losing streak, which was depressing, was how important Embiid is and how he needs this team needs more help. Now, last night they were impressive how they sort of came together as a team. But we, we need some more assistance on this team. Yeah. Well, I think also what what Tyrese Maxey has done, and we've talked about yeah. it week after week after week, right? And going back to last year, what we've seen, the progression with him defensively for me yesterday, last night was really eye-opening. He's becoming a really good defensive player. And his, uh, his outside shooting has become so much better. It's three-point shooting. This is a guy, this is a kid who you can tell he works at his craft. He's young. He doesn't turn the ball over, which is remarkable. Um, and he is, to me, legitimately the second best player. He's surpassed Tobias. He is, to me, the legitimately second best player on this team right now. And you don't want to hear it, I know. And no, so, I, I think you got to give him – Tobias looked good last night. The guy's coming off COVID protocol. I mean, he looked pretty good last night. But I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's hard for me to say a 21-year-old is the second best player on the team. And I have to give a shout out to Charles Bassey, Bassey last yeah, night. I mean, that was, I mean, granted, is he a step up from Tony Bradley? I, I guess he is because what he did is last he? night was impressive. I don't know. Tony Bradley, man, that's, that's a, he's a cult favorite. I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, Bassey, I, I texted to someone this morning. I said, I don't know what to think of Bassey. He was like a plus 19 last night yeah. and he, uh, but he looked like clumsy and athletic all together. Like he was, was running up the court. He looked clumsy and unathletic yeah. running up the court. He did. Right. But he, he could move without the ball. Did you see and him block those? <laughs> yeah. He high energy guy. And, and so again, this is a kid who we signed to, I want to say we signed him to like a multi-year contract. And no, remember, so he's on his, he's on his rookie deal. He, and re, well, he held out. Do you remember he held out uh, because he didn't sign the rookie deal? So they had to negotiate like something else with him. So I feel like I got to check the records, but I feel like he signed a multi-year deal, like a th at least a three or four year deal. So we've got these guys though. I mean, one thing though, I, I mean, Maxi is obviously a case. If you look at our player development, we don't need to go out and sign these, you know, like the Lakers did these free agents that I don't know if they're marginally better. They're all old. We don't have to do that because we have these young guys on these good contracts. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I can't tell you how many players that are signed free agent contracts were that much better than Forcon Korkmaz over the summer. Right. If you, if you look at it, they basically built their bench from what they had. And mm -hmm. the one contract that I'm, I think probably now was the Danny Green contract I wouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, but the good news is that is a short-term deal, and I may be wrong. I know it's a two-year deal, but I think like there, there I could think be it's an even out guaranteed for next year, right? I was going to say I think there's an out after one year. So, you know, and again, you got to think too if uh, if you know Matisse is back. Like, how long has Matisse been out? He was out before. He has been. He obviously has it because you're you're not out this long with the protocol unless you've had COVID. I mean, he's been out almost ten days. I think. Oh, easily, because Joel, he was out before Joel. So, so um, he obviously but, has it, although I've never heard a formal concession that, yes, he has COVID-19. Heard he's right. in the protocol, but it's pretty obvious that he has 
have yeah. does have it. So right. So yeah, I you know look. Long story. This was going to be a tough road trip, even with their team. But uh, you know, this is without Matisse, without Joel. Um, you know, a couple guys coming back. You mentioned Tobias. You mentioned um, well, you didn't mention, but Isaiah Joe was another guy Isaiah who was Joe, out. So yeah. These guys will get their legs beneath them and uh, hopefully get back into it. And, and hopefully, I, you know, I, I think at this point, Danny Green should not be starting and that's on doc, but you no, know, he may, I, he may not have any options. I don't think he is going to, I think this is, you know, let him come off the bench. I think he could right. be better off the bench. So yeah. I think your, your point with Tyrese was, he, I will give you that, you know, he's probably the second best player on this team. So right now, definitely. Right. You got Tobias and him. Really, yeah. they're scoring threats. And um, so they won last night. They go to Portland and then they have Sacramento and then they have Golden State. I think they cool. could win. I think they could beat Sacramento. I think they could even beat Portland. I don't think they're going to beat Golden State. So that's two more games I think they could win on this road trip. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I think they can beat Sacramento because they are a dumpster fire. Um, I think they're going to get rolled by Golden State because Golden State is just so good. Um, Steph is just playing at a level that is like off the charts right now yeah. and uh, Portland I don't know you know it, that'll be interesting that they're not a great team uh, Dame has had a very he's like the other day I don't know I mean I'm sure this has changed but the other day he was shooting eight percent from three point yeah. line so he's imagine if we would have made that deal imagine if we would have flipped Maxi and Simmons for Dame and he started out I'm not saying Dame's a bad player by any stretch he's, he's no, a great no, no. player and he'll I get he'll he, find his way. scenery would be wonderful for him. Right. I just don't want to give him Maxi at this point. If you're going to flip flip Bible with him, now I don't think they're going to want Bible, but maybe they would want Bible. I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man, Bible's got all the antibodies. But yeah, I'm not looking to flip. You know, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like, and I think you and I talked about this. Would you rather get a lesser star and give up less? Because I do think there are some good core pieces here. I, I'd be I'd be fine giving up Shake. You know, I mean, like, he's just a player. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shake's a second-round pick out of SMU. I mean, at this point, yes, I wouldn't mind giving him up. I I did want to tell you something interesting. I heard Howard Askin on, and I normally hate Howard Askin. He made a good point, though. Simmons was never as good as we thought he was. Yeah. I mean, you may be right. And – you know, he reminds me also of Andrew Wiggins. I remember we were so in on Andrew Wiggins when he was coming out. And look, he was never as good as we thought he would be either. Right. So maybe we uh, unfortunately learned our lesson two years later that uh, Simmons wasn't the, the player that we thought he was. So. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we'll uh, we'll see. It looks like this Ben Simmons thing is going to continue for a while. Um, although last time we did say that about Carson, I think he was traded the next day. So yeah. we we'll see. But it doesn't watch. Like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I did want to say, I did want to say moving on to baseball, you called it. MV3, MV3. <laughs> you like what I did there? Yeah. MV3. Yeah. This isn't his third one, is it? No, but he's number three. Oh, he's number three. He's number three. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I know that this is his first with the Phillies, yeah. second overall. So, yeah, uh, who came in second in the in the in this year's running? Uh, I think it was uh, Soto. Soto came um, in second. Yeah, and then and, you had uh, the I think the first time ever that you had an you're frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah, you had uh, Otani win it. Otani won. It. Oh yeah, you're like 
you're frozen there. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. Otani wanted in the AL pitcher uh, uh, outfielder, right? So. Yep. Do it all. Am I still frozen? Because I'm moving. No, you're moving a little slow, here. but it's okay. Am uh, I? All right. Maybe yeah. we'll just do audio for this one. But, uh, yep. Bryce Harper, uh, MVP. What, you know, like, look, when you sign this guy, this is what you sign him for, right? This is where you sign him to the mega deal. Um, he obviously needs some help. Uh, two MVPs before the age of 29, and only, uh, I think, three other players did that. Um, pretty impressive name. So, um, you know, he wants to win a World Series. We all want a World Series. It'll be an interesting free agency period for the Phils to see. Uh, winter meetings, I think they've wrapped up now, right? Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't sign anyone, but they didn't sign anyone. And then they have the whole, uh, you know, cloud of the collective bargaining agreement. And uh, it's in December, right? The collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. So that's not looking super promising based on what I saw today about the baseball striking deal. So fucking baseball, man. It's like when when was the last time we had a strike? Was it the 90s or? No, didn't they have a season? Didn't. Didn't something? No. Oh, I'm thinking of like when COVID. Didn't they have a strike during COVID? Remember they like didn't come back. Definitely 94. There was a strike because I remember that. I think it was during COVID. To be honest with you, like there was a maybe that was just an agreement about how there was. They they were remember they were having a problem coming up with a start of the season, and that's the reason why they started in like July. Yeah. There was a whole issue where they kept pushing back the start date after spring training ended remember because they cut off spring training the beginning of march they literally closed the facilities and there was a whole fight about when they would start so i guess that was the last labor stoppage but prior to that i remember and i think there was one before it but i think they reconciled before um but i remember back in the 90s obviously the 94 strike how bad it was and how there was no world series that year and and then going back to 81, when that whole screwed up half season thing happened and yeah. the Expos made their only appearance in playoff history. It was like and they beat the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, they beat them in a, I guess that was the first time they ever had a divisional series because they actually called it a divisional series. Yep. And then, and then obviously. And, and Steve now, Rogers pitched for the Steve Expos. Rogers. Remember that. The, the not Captain America, Steve Rogers. Not that. Steve not Rogers. That. Rogers, yeah, right. number 45 for the Expos or 41, I forget, but uh Expos always had great teams coming yep. into coming into the vet, but um I would love to see them get another team back up there. I know they're they're lobbying hard for a new uh another team either the Devil Rays were moving up there, the Tampa Bay Rays or some other team, but uh yeah. So, I'm glad it would be nice. It would be nice. I'd love to see baseball team back in uh supposedly that was like the place the players wanted to go to because really it was something different you know like a lot of the american cities are all the same montreal is if you have you've been to montreal right uh i've been to toronto i've not been to montreal so montreal is like the closest thing between america and france it's like really this combination of the two in one place so it's like you feel like you're in Europe, even though you're in North America. And that's why Montreal is so different than the rest of Canada. It's very different. It's, but supposedly nice clubs, uh, you know, good Cuban cigars up there too. I, I did that. Here they have some nice nightlife up there too. Yeah, nice nightlife. 
you know, the yeah. disco text from the sixties are up there and nice. <laughs> that's good, man. That's a lot great. of Labatt blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. I love the Expo's old logo too. That's a classic logo, but well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they would keep the whole, the whole thing going. Supposedly, Rusty Staub, former Met, was like one of the first players for the Montreal Expos. That's a random, you know, yeah. one of the weird things I do is I research old stadiums. Yeah. So they, they had this stadium up Olympic in Stadium, huh? Well, this was their stadium before Olympic Stadium. So, oh, wow, man. This Olympic cool. Stadium was built in 76. And, yeah. you know, I actually took the tour up there when we went back in the uh, late 90s. They still were giving tours of the 1976 Olympic grounds, which were over like 20 something years old. And that's awesome. Yeah, they, they were still paying off the Olympics in the late 90s in, in, yeah. in Montreal because it was so overpriced everything. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, was, uh, that was Montreal. Good place to get up to. Uh, again, congratulations to Bryce Harper. Hopefully this year you'll have someone to play around that might do something worth it worthwhile. Um, your manager, hopefully, they were doing a rating, and I think he got a four. Um, out Joe of what? Hardy, a four out of ten, which is not good. Yeah, um, that's not right. Uh, I guess we always thought that because he was the Yankees manager, the last Yankees manager to win a World Series, that there must have been something good with him. Yep. Um, and then you realize how much their payroll was that whole time. And then Gabe Kapler gets it done in San Francisco, doesn't win a World Series, but is able to do it at a payroll like half of what the Yankees used to do. Um, and he got the manager of the year. Old Gabe. Yeah, he did. Gabe, Gabe got too. manager of the year. And Zach Wheeler came in second in second. the Second, yeah. Um, well, uh, lost to, I guess, was that guy a reliever who he lost to? Is I think that he lost to a guy from the Brewers, right? Yeah, from the Brewers. Yeah. Was it, it wasn't Hater, was it? Um, I that I don't know. That I don't uh, know. I'm I not as good with baseball as I used to be. You used to be, used the to be king, really man. good at baseball. I gosh, we can memorize the back of those baseball cards, man. Back in the day, it was awesome. And then you know the standings. You you get the newspaper, and that's how you found out. Yes, yeah. stats, the standings, all that good stuff. We were talking last week about stats. Like I had no idea. You know, it's all because of analytics that all these new stats are out there that you never heard before ten years ago. But Baseball has become very analytical, and I think it's lost something in that because, you know, it, it all goes down to Billy Bean Moneyball, but we also mm -hmm. have to remember that Billy Bean used to be a player himself, so he wasn't yes, just he into the analytics. There was some common sense there. He so, wasn't a very good player, though, was he? No, and the sad thing is if you do see the movie Moneyball, I, I guess I forgot a lot about Billy Bean that he was drafted by the Mets and he was supposed to be – is it a five-tool player or a three-tool player, that expression? Well, it's five-tool, but Billy Bean was a five-tool player, you're telling me? And they originally, he was a first-round draft pick by the Wow, Mets. man. That sounds and, like something the Phillies would do. And I guess what happened was he was a Met, and then he was an, an A's player, and then Twins. And it just and then somehow, he, I guess he got into scouting with the A's and from the rest. Now he's partial owner of that team. But the movie... And I don't know if this is true or not. If that's true, what the deal that John Henry wanted to give to him to become the GM of the Red Sox, I think it was like $10 million or something, I would have left in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> yeah, the A's haven't gotten anything done in yeah. probably 33 years or something like that. And maybe he did. He wanted that kind of, um, 
he didn't want that kind of pressure maybe, you know, playing yeah. in, in Boston and Fenway and that kind of media market and scrutiny right. they get. They, so. can't, they can't seem to get a stadium done out there in Oakland. So, yeah. and that's a shame. Yeah, uh, I hope that team never goes anywhere. Well, let's well, yeah. Let's go from scrutiny to uh to Sirianni, right? Yeah. Like, so, uh, what what what's your take on this? Like yeah. this impressive win last week. Team. Impressive win last week. Indeed. And I think you got to think about it in the fact that they did beat. Should it matter? But they did beat the Cowboys the week before, and they pummeled the Cowboys the week before. And what do the Cowboys do? They come out and kick the crap out of your Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons last week, and I'm assuming Atlanta lost last night too, because I did they catch crunched little... again. But they're not my Atlanta Falcons. Just I know. I, I just sang because you. The Atlanta Falcons have been outscored in their last two games, sixty-six to three. Think about that. Wow. wow. Yeah. But but the Eagles came out last week and had a great game. They're running the ball, and Jalen Hurts did have a very good first half last week. I know his second half wasn't as good, but they didn't really need him to throw the ball as much in the second half they had a lead and they ran the ball yeah the uh you got to tip your cap man I agree and Sirianni I thought had a a perfect game plan whipped up cooked up Jalen Hurts you're seeing you're seeing I guess what you could expect from a first year quarterback and I've said I said a few weeks ago I don't think he's the quarterback of the future um and I think and I was wrong because I don't know. That I think I, I don't. I think he's going to get a second year because let's be honest. Also, I don't think there's a top level quarterback that's any really better than him in this draft at this point. Right. And so why would you why would you waste one of those first round picks on a quarterback when you have to invest heavily in, on your in your defense? Well, and he, and I agree with that. But here's the second part of that equation is he's playing so much better and Sirianni is doing a better job coaching and play calling so yeah you know when you're dropping Jalen Hurts back to pass 50 times a game that's not a recipe for for winning or success when he's dropping back to pass 30 times a game and he can rely on a run game and he can efficiently run an RP or effectively run an RPO because the defense really thinks hey maybe Jordan Howard's going to come barreling through the line or maybe Miles Sanders or Boston Scott's going to take it outside like, you know, it gives the defense a lot more to think about. And then you throw in Hertz's ability to run, which is the strongest, uh, you know, quality that he has. You got to, I think, where I've netted out, I, I thought about this, and this could change, and I reserve my rights to change this, but with the Eagles having potentially three first-round picks next year, they do. They need to address that defense, and they need to bring in some young talent and fortify their defensive line and their backfield. And, you know, Davion Taylor has been a great find as a linebacker credit to Howie again, like for, for a, 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 you know, finding this guy uh, in the third round, but he has been, since they have put him in the defense, this is the Colorado guy, right? Yeah. The kid. Yeah. He's a, uh, I think he's like a, uh, I don't know if he's Jehovah's witness or seventh day Adventist or however it goes, but he, he didn't play in high school when he played in college um, but he didn't play all the games, but he has, um, he's been really, really good. And, and I read something today, uh, an expert, I can't remember who it was, broke down his game film and just said, this guy is everywhere and he hits everything. And he is sort of the new AG kind of, you know, maybe a little light, um, lighter linebacker, but this guy can move everywhere on the field. So um, I would, I have, I have decided that I would like for the Eagles to invest uh 
at this point, three first round picks into the defense, into bringing in some young talent on defense. Maybe pull a Cowboys from last year. I mean, I hate to say yeah. that we, I don't like to repeat what the Cowboys do, but did, but look at the, the results this year. I mean, they the obviously did something right. Right. And so, but you're right. The Eagles, perfect game plan. I think Gannon adjusted his uh, defensive game plan. I think defensively they look better. Uh, you Can know, I just stop you? They were driving though when when Darius Slay picked up the fumble though. They they were they not were. stopping them. And they, but they they look. All I said was they looked better than they had. Okay. In- and if it because- wasn't for that fumble, they probably would have gone in and scored. And you know that was sort of the turning point of the entire game right there. That did turn the game around. That was a play of the game, no doubt about it. Listen, I'm not I'm not telling you I love Jonathan Gannon. I'm just saying, just as we give credit to Sirianni, we also have to acknowledge the fact that he has made some changes. We'll see what carries over. You know, look, he put Davion Taylor into the starting lineup. That was a good move. Derek Barnett still sucks. He yes. needs to be off this team. Um, the, who's the guy we signed? The old the old old guy we Kerrigan. signed. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah. He's, Kerrigan has done nothing this year. He's obviously cooked. So they need to address the defensive line uh, in the draft. That's what I would do is the line. And then uh, I'd love to get uh, another secondary player too. But anyway, um, what do you fe- how you feeling, man? Uh, Saints come to town. They're banged up. Both their tackles are hurt. Kamara is hurt. He's questionable. I, I heard he didn't practice on Thursday. And so what sure happens if you're going to try and run? Now, the Saints have the number one run defense in football or pretty up. So uh, that would be the only concern that with right. the run. If that's our strength is running the ball, are they going to have to throw the ball? Yeah, it's going to be strength on strength. And then they have. Uh, who many believe is the best cover corner in the league, Marshawn Lattimore. So he's going to lock up Devontae Smith. So you're looking at Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, you know, who else Jaylen is going to be a place for Or Sega Whiteside. I mean, so uh, one thing they I heard on sports radio, and they made a good point. Instead of drafting another wide receiver, they do probably need to bring in a veteran wide receiver next year through free agency. And just to, to provide a little leadership to this group. And um, otherwise, I mean, it's not worthwhile drafting it. And the Rager experiment will be over at the end of this year. He'll be gone. Well, he's got one more year left on oh, his He's got the rookie deal. He's got three years, huh? Yeah, uh, I think he's got at least three. He may have four. So I don't oh, know. God. Derek Barnett's still hanging around. So how well, how the hell long has he has he been on this team? Four or five years? 17, um, 18, 19. Yeah, he drafted in 17. So uh, I, you know, and, and I think about too, oh, you know, we could have Russell Wilson. If we trade these picks, we can have, like, I just don't think, I Russell think there are bigger needs. Three years old. Russell right. Wilson. Russell. Exactly. And there are bigger needs we need to fill immediately that we need to get younger on defense with, with some of these guys. So let's go ahead and do that. Um, so saints come in Trevor Simeon. So they're beating up team, right? They're beating uh, up he's Trevor Simeon, I think was, uh, former Broncos quarterback he was years ago. Right. you're right he's been he's bounced around since then I think he was with the Jets too wasn't he uh, I don't know about that I'm not sure I mean uh, so this guy is not a good quarterback so right he's bounced around yeah I mean so how are you feeling for Sunday well I think they have a good chance to win this game yeah I, I would pick them I mean I, this, wish, I wish it was a four o'clock game man gosh I don't know why I really wish it was a four o'clock game we got a four o'clock last week um, it's interesting. I think the Saints are going to have a very hard time moving the ball this week. Um, I think they're going to have a hard time scoring. The, the question is, how will the Eagles do? 
Eagles probably are more likely to be able to move the ball on the Saints. The Eagles, if they win, could be looking at five and six, which is <laughs> means they're in the playoff hunt. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. To have meaningful football after what we thought of in the preseason, we didn't think that was going to happen. And right. the fact this team has won four games on the road is pretty amazing. Hasn't won one game at home. But I think they must have, what are they, four and one on the road? Something or they lost in Dallas and they lost against the Raiders. So they've they've already played six games on the road, I think. Yeah, someone sent me a note today that the Eagles do not have to get on the pl a plane for the rest of the season. That's pretty remarkable. Well, yeah. And they, they, they take the train up. up to New York, and they take the train up to New York twice, and they right. take the train down to Washington. Well, right. but they haven't won at home, so maybe. Yeah, so maybe that's not such a great thing. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, look, I, I I think I questioned or we questioned or maybe it was I questioned like the Eagles flying in late so the altitude wouldn't bother him. But got to give Sirianni credit, man. He, he made the right calls. And so we'll see what happens. I'm not feeling great about the Saints only because I think their defense is going to give us all kinds of fits. And it just concerns me a bit. Uh, Lattimore has made number one receivers like Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, uh, Justin Jefferson made these guys disappear. And so I'm wondering if he's going to do the same to um, Devontae Smith, but you know, who knows Devontae is, is proving, you know, he, he played, he played a, had a really nice game, made a couple of huge catches. And Lattimore, uh, did Lattimore go to Alabama too? I'm willing to guess. Or, uh, Lattimore went to. Or LSU. Uh, I can't remember Marcus. Where did he? I feel like maybe Ohio State. I don't know. Oh, I can't really? remember. Doesn't he have a brother? He has a brother too, right, Lattimore? Oh, is that his brother? The one who tore up his knee? He was. At, I thought uh, that was his brother. Like for some reason. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is Marcus Lattimore who I'm thinking of. Went to South Carolina, tore up his knee. Really sad, but he's doing a lot of incredible things now. But uh, is this Mar Marquise Lattimore? I think is. is I, I think they Lattimore. are brothers. So I think they're brothers. You could be right. Uh, but anyway, so I'm not sure where he went to school. I, I felt like it was Ohio State, but maybe he went somewhere in the SEC if he's a lateral. Everyone goes to school in the SEC. <laughs> blame him, man. It's it's not a bad thing. And speaking of that. Yeah, let's so segue I, I'm into saying, I'm SEC saying, football. Wait, wait, wait. Let's make uh, oh. quick predictions. Go ahead. Prediction. I'm going to say 2017 Eagles because I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you're looking at us. I mean, two touchdowns from both teams, a couple field goals. I think that would get the job done. I'm going to say uh, – so I'm going to give you a weird score. 20, Saints 20, Eagles 16. So they get two two-pointers. Two two-pointers. Oh, I was going to say three field goals and a touchdown, but, you know, if you were doing it that way. Which that could work too. 2016 Saints. So, um, but, yes, talking of SEC football – your number ranked number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs uh, play Charleston Southern this weekend. Oh, God. Yeah. So that in itself, the was this the second to last game of the season? You're playing Charleston Southern. Like, how does that on get on the scoreboard? You know, you might as well play the University of Delaware men's football team. Because that's what it sounds like. Is that a one double A program or a one one uh, you know a, a program the Southern? Southern Conference or the Southland Conference or something? I don't know where what conference they're in, and I don't really care. So get well, get healthy, let our 
players rest because the flu has been ravaging this team. But look, man, you're talking about a team who plays in the SEC, has played, what, at least, I'm just off the top of my head, five, six top 25 teams, and their out-of-conference is Clemson, yeah. all right? And then they play Georgia Tech, which is a rivalry game. So big deal. They have they have a, a pancake game in, you know? I think, so I think Georgia Tech is a pancake game this year anyway. Yeah, but that's a rivalry game. They're always going to play that Is that game. home or away this year? It's in Atlanta. So it's going to be at it's a home game, Bobby Stadium? Yeah. Well, Legend, Bobby Dodd Stadium. Instead of playing it at the Dome, which, you know, Mercedes Stadium. Or... Yeah. So, but then the dogs will be there for the SEC Championship. So well, that's if they beat Georgia Tech, though. You never know. No, they're already guaranteed. They're I know. Because they, they, they're uh, undefeated in their, their, all their conference games. In the and they look good, man. Tennessee, like, you know, look, you, this is what you want to see. Tennessee scored on them last week. Got this first time all year the dogs fell behind. They were behind on the road, and they came storming back and, and uh, figured a way. They made the right adjustments and shut down Tennessee's offense. Tennessee ran, like, this quick – um, you know, it was kind of like a Jim Kelly, like offense where they were just quickly, you know, they run tons of plays and get on the ball quickly. So glad to see the dogs pull, pull that one out and, uh, win convincingly again. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm not I like, obviously not too worried about this weekend or next weekend, but, um, but then you got Alabama and the S well, you've got potentially. Alabama... Alabama. What? I, think it's, I think it's Alabama, Alabama, if they, so I think they play Arkansas this weekend. And then they play and, Auburn. Yeah, and then they play Auburn. And I think Ole Miss is in second in the West, I believe. But that could be wrong. So uh, so here's a question for you. How is it like SEC Championship Saturday in Atlanta? I think Dr. Pepper sponsors the game, right? Yeah, Dr. Pepper, it, Home Depot. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. Is it like almost the Super Bowl? Um. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be interesting this year because every year we go there. Recently, Alabama has been the favorite. Now I have the gift of time on my side, so I've been there years before Alabama was this good. When we played LSU, when we played Arkansas, and it's an awesome environment. Like everyone's just so fun, like so fired up. There's still a huge tailgating scene there. Um, it's, it's pretty spectacular, but this year is going to be interesting because, you know, I, I anticipate that Georgia will go in undefeated and as Owen is the one, favorite actually, which would right, be the, the first number time, one right? right. And I think, you know, so people, so whether it's Alabama or whoever we're going to play out of the West, but if it is Alabama, you know, I mean, look, that's that, like we always say, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man to quote the great Ric Flair. So right. you got, but so we can either beat Alabama or they're going to beat us. And then people are going to say, Oh, Georgia still can't win the big one. And all this stuff, like being number one, it's been fun. It's been a great ride, but it'll still be a disappointing season at the end of the year. Um, so I do think we're well positioned. If we go in undefeated, I think we're still going to be, even if we were to lose the SEC championship and play, not get like blown out and embarrassed. I still think we would be in the, in the final four. Um, just because, you know, we're, we're undefeated through the SEC schedule. So we'll see. It'll be SEC, interesting in a couple of weeks. SEC best conference in football. Can I ask you something? So explain to me how a guy can get fired at LSU after winning the national championship a couple of years ago. 
I, I remember it happened at Auburn a couple of times, but how is Ed Ogeron, I mean, how is he losing his job after, is it two years ago they won the championship or a little bit longer ago? It was two years ago. No, you're right. They had uh, Joe Burrow and they had, um, you know, a sick cast of wide receivers and, and a really strong defense. Um, so is this absurd or is it just me or is this absurd? No, I mean, this is like kind of the standard. I mean, I think, I think, I think there was much more to the scene than just on the field stuff. I thought that, I think that there was maybe some off the field stuff that maybe um, rubbed some folks the wrong way, but it was, it did feel like an abrupt exit. I mean, LSU really struggled last year and then they're having a bad year again this year. Um, they cut ties. What was it halfway? I mean, they're letting him finish the season, right? Yeah. 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 So he's finishing up the season and uh, he's such a great personality in college football and he'll find another gig if he wants to keep coaching. I mean, yeah. like, you know, there, there's going to be a, an appetite for him, but you know, I don't know. I, I haven't tapped into that. I, I have some people that I know that are huge LSU fans and maybe I need to tap into that and find well, out. One of the rumors up here, although his team has fallen apart, was that James Franklin right. from Penn State was rumored for either LSU or USC. But I've got to yeah. be honest, I mean, that, that, tra that train probably went off the tracks because, I mean, that team has fallen apart. Yeah. Um, from what I understand about Franklin is that he's a very good recruiter. And, uh, and I mean, he's gotten the talent at Penn State. He hasn't really shown that he can coach, though. Yeah, he was a great recruiter when he's down here at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know where Orgeron's going to end up. I don't know who's going to end up at LSU. I mean, I don't think it's Franklin. Uh, I just don't see that. But um, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, I can, I can make a couple calls and text. The SEC, though, I would think that that would be the hottest job in college football this year would be the LSU job. I mean, USC maybe about 10 years ago would have been. I don't see that being the hottest job anymore. Yeah, it's interesting how things have shifted, you yeah. know. And well, so, but I mean, like, look at look at what uh, you know, look what's look what Wake's done this year, right? I mean, Wake look has what done that, but I mean, can a one loss Wake team get into the playoffs? And I would say no, but no. what I'm saying is like oh, the ability yeah. to elevate these programs, right? Like, yeah. and so is this gonna be a sustained thing? Is this gonna be a momentum shifting thing? Look at Michigan State. They just signed Mel Tucker, who used to be the DC at Georgia. They they were on the verge of signing him to like a seven year deal, um, which is great. Like, and he left. He went to Colorado, and then he went to Michigan State. And Michigan State's seven in the country. So, like, there there are some programs that are starting to emerge, and um, it'll be interesting, man. I mean, Ole Miss is top fifteen team right now, um, and you know that is that late. is who is Ole Miss again, coach. Lane, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Look at how many times Lane bounced around. I mean, he yeah. finally has got, I think he's on his second marriage now. So maybe that worked out a little bit for him, but that was Monty Kiffin's, uh, Monty Kiffin's boy, the old, uh, yeah. I think he was Tampa Bay's defensive coordinator, right? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, for, for John yeah. Gruden, who we're not going to go there, but supposedly he's filed a lawsuit against the NFL. So yeah. that'll be interesting. What, uh, What's uh what what shout outs do you have today, my friend? Well, I think we'll do the Thanksgiving shout outs, right? Because we want to yeah, go to, for it. I'd like to send a shout out to my family. I'm looking forward to uh we're gonna have 15 people over for Thanksgiving here in Wilmington. Um so nice. my mom is in the background here at tutoring club today. 
but uh, we're gonna try and be very nice and not have her cook too much. We're bringing in a turkey from outside. My sister, Susan, I'm gonna send a shout out to her. She's doing most of the cooking. I'm gonna help with the sweet potatoes. Uh, we're gonna set up today. I think we're gonna set up- How do you do your sweet potatoes? What do you, what's your specialty since you're helping out? I wanna hear about this. Mom, what are we doing again? <laughs> sweet potato. Sweet potato souffle. Ah, oh, it's the best. Ma, meatloaf. Um, oh, get this. From what I understand, I was reading like a hipster thing. People don't eat meatloaf anymore. I love meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. I think meatloaf made a comeback. I Turkey meatloaf is actually delicious too. Turkey meatloaf. A little healthier for you, but yeah. Um, but that's good, man. So you're going to, you're going to work on the sweet potato souffle. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, we're open next week till Tuesday. I am going to take off for my birthday, as I said. So it'll be a nice family week. I'm not going to work on Friday. Um, I do want to say, oh, this is when I want to send a shout out. As a small business owner, I'd like to send a shout out to all the small business owners. There's something called after Thanksgiving called Small Business Saturday. Please support your local small businesses. They have struggled. Many have gone out of business during the COVID crisis. So please, if you can spend some money, spend your money there on Saturday and also spend your money there hopefully every day in the next year. So that's my shout outs. I love it, man. Support your small businesses because that is the backbone of this wonderful country that we are we struggle with. But that's one of the positives for sure uh, with, with us. So support small businesses. Um, what about your shout outs and your Thanksgiving? Shout stories? out, just happy Thanksgiving to everyone. This is my by far my favorite holiday. I'm so fired up, man. I got these socks like for the entire family. I'm like totally cheesing it out. I got a centerpiece. Like, a Did you get top. turkeys? Are there turkeys on the socks? Yeah, man. Hold on. Let me go get them. I'll show them to you. Oh, okay. Don't tell anyone stories because I'm not. I, I think no we stories. got bad feedback with that. Wow. Bad. It's badass, right? So Do we have anyway. a name for this guy? Is he like Tom Turkey? Sure, we'll call him Tom Turkey. So we're gonna do that, and we're gonna just kind of keep it local, man. We're gonna my uh, we're gonna get in. Uh, we are importing a turkey from Publix, and well, um, yeah. So that's I, I thought when you're saying you're importing, I thought it's like coming to the border. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> On we're, one of the ships that's not being able to dock because we have a shipping crisis right yeah. now. That's right. That's right. Um, so we're doing that. And I think my wife is, we're doing a bunch of fix-ins and then uh, we- your mom is there too, right? Is this your yeah. first yeah, Thanksgiving she, with the whole family? No, 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 no. We've had them before, but then, uh, but she's going to go to my sister's actually, and we're going to yeah. stay here. So um, let's, it's all good. And then we're going to, my wife is making sweet potato uh, souffle as well right, wow. with the uh, marshmallows on top, which Ooh. is amazing. That's yeah, good. the marshmallows on top. And you know what's interesting is like, dude, Thanksgiving to me is like the greatest time. It just gives me a sense of like being appreciative of everything that I have and the many blessings in my life. And I, yeah, you know, I just love everything about it. You got to go. You're done. No, no, no. I was going to say what I like about Thanksgiving is I'm not, I am Jewish. And so I always feel sort of left out there in Christmas. And what I think about Thanksgiving that's so cool is that it's for everyone. And you could be in this America, you could have come over on the Mayflower your ancestors, or you could have come, you could have become a citizen or a green card holder or whatever a day ago. And this holiday is for you as well. It's a holiday for everyone. It is. It is. It's, it is an in, all-inclusive holiday. Yep. 
And it is a great, great time. It's a great time of year. Enjoy it. Embrace your family. Be thankful for what you have. Right, and right. Uh, yeah, man, it's great. So I, that's my shout out. Shout out to my entire family. Thanks for the love and support uh, through all the years. And uh, let's see what else. Um, I also wanted to, um, it was so funny. I got so cheesy on a business call today when I was like telling people that I was thankful for them. And I was like, just shut them break up like you know I, well, like, we, we, all, we always like the emotional stuff you know that's right man that's, who doesn't want that and then uh hey dude yeah, I, I cried during touched by an angel so you know yeah you were touched by an angel so um we i did also want to uh give a shout out to e-rock uh who sent us a the uh the dollars for the donation oh he did so we can plan. send it out yeah, so I'm going to contribute to that as well. Um, and I can I can put some in as well. Yeah. I have I have a money jar here too. So if yeah. you want, now unfortunately you're not coming back for Christmas because you're now the soup is up. But I'll figure out. I'll get you the information on that um, next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll do that, and I'll give you the the total that we're going to donate. But and uh, you supported yeah. us. And uh, the, the funds 100% are all going to a cause that is truly righteous and, and uh, helping, uh, you know, I know helping your niece. Yes. Uh, you know. So. Rock had a good question, though. He said yesterday he was asking for TV shows that were age appropriate for his kids, his two daughters. For his, for his what? For his daughters. And some of the choices, like Steve Rosen put Johnny Quest down there. And I think the Brady Bunch, which I, I think is too old. And then there were a couple other things like I know uh, Punky Brewster was mentioned, Facts of Life, different spoon, different strokes, Silver Spoons. Unfortunately, I think I went more recent with like anything Disney and anything Nickelodeon, those kids programs. Um, iCarly, E-Rock, if you're listening, iCarly, my, my daughter digs that show. And it's a young Ariana Grande with her annoying voice. Yeah. Yeah, but iCarly is one, and because I think our daughters are pretty close in age. Yeah. And um, the other thing I'll tell you is get off your lazy ass and just try to figure it out yourself. <laughs> well, you think about that, E-Rock? Uh, um, no, come on, man. I got nothing but love for that guy, for everybody, man. Are, um, we, are we ready no, no. with why? Are you guys playing any football? Last question. Oh. Any football? Thanksgiving football, because that is a great tradition. And I, I do miss the days of the Turkey Bowl. Shout out to the Turkey Bowl. I think I'm too old to play Turkey Bowl, but I think I'd like pass out after five seconds, which is not good. Man, you remember those old days in uh, Up the Acres and Windy Bush and everywhere. And we played at uh, Silverside Road. And, and I played when I got older with my family and called the Turkey Bowl. So it's fun. But uh, with that, everyone have a good, safe, happy Thanksgiving and uh see you on the other side and my man my colleague my co-pilot happy birthday buddy thank you man thank you enjoy 49 <laughs> oh that was bad uh. <laughs>